0: Hello? Can anyone around here speak basketball? There it is. It's the Confederacy Confederacy of Dunks basketball Basketball Podcast. podcast. Trust in
1: Messiah. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks.
0: Basketball, basketball podcast
1: i am your host freddie revis and who sir with the
0: gorgeous salt and pepper beard are you <laughs> i am the producer my name is matt duncan freddie how are you doing on this rainy day i'm doing pretty
1: good i'm i'm hanging in uh for anyone who's uh, just kind of tuning in for the first time or if you're coming back thank you we are a raptors nba podcast we're, mm-hmm. we're hardcore fans you know we dip into you know uh, analysis as well we got comedians and and uh, and and specialists and analysts on the show so that's sort of our vibe uh, me and matt are both commercial actors and performers so that's kind of our our pov but um yeah. If you want to, you know, support us more or, or help us out or you kind
0: of just get into this world more. Uh, how can you do that, Matt? Go to dunkspodcast.com. That's a great place to start. That is our website. We have all our links for podcatchers there as well as the episodes that you can listen to if you just want to do a little browser, listen, but go to the sonar network.com as well. That is where, you know, we, we nest in our podcast network. You can listen to our podcast. You can listen to a bunch of other ones as well on our Instagram and Twitter. We do have like link trees set up, That make it really easy to get where you want to go. That includes our Patreon if you want to help support us. And if you need a toque, you're looking at a toque. I know you think winter's almost over, but it's, you never know. It could be an ice age coming every day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, is the ice age here? Well, I got my toque. I got nothing to worry about. And, you know, there's going to be a time when there's an ice age and all you're going to see is people in in, in Confederacy of Dunks toques. So I'm looking forward to that day. Get your toque now because that ice age it's coming. Wow.
1: Um, I wasn't sure where you were going to go with all this ice age stuff. We basically just ended on the ice age <laughs> yeah. coming. So heads up. Uh, get a Confederacy of Dunks took It's the only way to stop, um, you know, a cataclysmic <laughs> environmental event. Um, uh. But uh, yeah, we got a great pod today. We got uh, Matt McCready, uh, just incredible producer and improviser and very frequent guest of the show. Uh, and uh, first timer, uh, Philippe uh, um, Demas, and he is also an incredible improviser. Uh, it is his first time on the show, but he's, you know, uh, knows a lot about all sports mm-hmm. and is an incredible comedian. And uh, I'm happy that we had him on. Uh, we should have had him on sooner. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, fun pod. We talk about the Goran Drogic saga and villains. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> we talk about. <laughs> bye bye, Goran. Hello, Zoran. That's his brother. Um, <laughs> not hello, Zoran. Sorry. But uh, yeah, we talk about. The last 25 games of the season for the Raptors, and kind of joke about what we should expect. And uh, we also talk about the weirdest moment at the NBA all star weekend. Mm. Uh, and of course, how to fix uh, <laughs> uh, the 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 broken event. we talk about dunk off fixes. Matt throws a bunch of uh, you know, just listen up, Matt, will throw some stuff in there. I miss my flubber opportunity. That's okay. Uh, that's but, right uh, you did. Uh, uh, I think I think with that, I think we're 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 pretty set and good to go. And um, I will just say, uh, you know, make sure you're registered to vote. Uh, if you live in Ontario, we've got a lot of important elections coming up. So get involved there. And um, yeah, Matt, if you feel like we're, we're good, ready to talk some ball, please just say those words I love oh so much. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Dokie Smoky. I'm Ned Flanders, I guess. But uh, yeah, let's let's get rolling on this very fun pod. Uh, We 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 got a a new guest uh, and an old guest who's been with us, uh, you know, basically since the beginning. So uh, let's start with the OG. He's one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, He's a hardcore basketball fan in like every respect. Knows the draft just like the back of his hand, and um, you know, one of the best if not the best producer in the whole city. He's incredible. He's an amazing improviser. Just an all-around great person. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Matt McCreevy.
2: Oh, yeah. Oakley-dokley, smokelys. Let's get on to Evergreen Terrace. Next door neighbor to Homer J-J-J-J Simpson.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Huge, huge J in there. Like, (laughs) Forgot that Homer had a middle name.
2: I think they made a full episode about it because they've just run so low on ideas, although I can't remember what happened in it.
1: I wonder how many like Simpsons episodes there has been on just like someone's uh, like a part of their name that they haven't (laughs) explored yet.
2: Yeah, I bet Mo like his last name is kind of interesting. They've probably done an episode on Mo's last name.
1: Oh, yeah. Maybe there's there's like a like a a Wiggum town. It's like, well, actually, I'm named after a famous (laughs) town.
2: A town of Wiggums. What a bad episode. I could see yeah. it happening so easily.
1: As soon as I said it, I was like, that's a bad idea. I don't want to watch it. I don't even want to talk about it. It's um, a
2: bad idea, but it's a great Simpsons poll of what they would do.
1: They they definitely, that's like in the, uh, like the, if you're, if you're grabbing loose ping balls, uh, ping pong balls for <laughs> just ping balls. So you know what? Drop the pong. Um, okay. I'm, I'm rambling. Let's bring on guest number two. Uh, he's amazing. Uh, this is his first time doing the pod. A hardcore sports dude himself. He had a really, really good prop bet uh, thing going for the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know if basketball is his number one sport. I think it perhaps is hockey. But he, you know, is just a all-around all sportsman. Uh, incredible comedian. <laughs> yeah, he's a fisher, you know. He's like all, all the weird sports, too. Okay, totally, I've butchered this intro. I can't wait to hear what he says about luge. Oh, yeah, he's got a lot of, like, weird Olympic opinions that only come up every four years. But uh, he's also running this incredible show right now uh, on Twitch that's all about those, like, weird smut games that you get advertised for where you're like, is this real? Anyways, they are real, I guess. Uh, And he's playing them uh, uh, with some other incredible comedians. But, um, yeah, without further ado, give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Philippe Demas.
3: Hey, y'all. The Simpsons episode you're thinking about was in season 10, where Homer becomes a hippie after learning his middle name is Jay. Oh! <laughs>
1: is it all about, like, smoking Jay?
3: I I forget how he gets to that conclusion, but he finds out the J stands for J, J-A-Y, and it changes his life for some reason, because, um, well, they were 150 episodes
2: deep at that point. Wow, <laughs> that's only like a third of the way they're through now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Philippe? I must call to attention. Uh, we don't always have new guests or new songs on this pod, but that song you just heard—that's your forever song. So even you I know. love
3: it. It's like if you turn the
2: Seinfeld theme down a couple of. Times. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> kind of subsonic
2: sound, like What's maybe like the deal. This is like when Chaff is
1: thinking. <laughs> Chaff isn't playing chess um oh wow okay i feel like we've given this uh this weirdly like chewing sounding beat uh enough uh enough time let's uh let's i was hoping we were gonna do
2: the full episode of it like an ecw new jack
1: Uh, it's just like a low hum people are like man i really like these guys analysis but like that I think I think I'm sick from this weird rumbling thing. <laughs> <laughs> um all right let's uh let's start talking to Raptors ball Maddie good sir I know you're there you are the person who played the rumble uh so please uh, give me your weirdest loudest raptor's sting rap mm-hmm. rap sick <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, let's, let's, <laughs> that was cool right like, fun. um let's let's go to you first uh mccready um yeah so i i feel like uh this is one of those ones where i, I my my answer is almost clear in my question but um <laughs> yeah the Goran Dragic saga is over uh, you know, was, was kind of a heel turn to the Brooklyn Nets. He's officially signed with the Brooklyn Nets after being waived by the San Antonio Spurs or bought out, rather. Um, is is Gorin like substantial enough to be in villain territory? And you know, after after your answer to that, who is your like top Raptors villain?
2: Okay. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I, I, I mm-hmm i feel like drogic was kind of like a pawn in like the most uh like real way and then mm-hmm. he was just a contract that had to get moved around yep. so i don't really care about him not playing for the raptors at all like they were just acquiring a contract for if they fell into a trade that they could do use mm-hmm. uh, i feel like the nba should get rid of contract matching for trades i think it's kind of silly especially with teams like going into the tax and paying more money to the small market teams. Anyways, it seems like they like it when that happens. So why not encourage that even more? If the Lakers want to give the uh, Raptors a future first for uh, washed up Goran Dragic, like, sure. Like, let's do it. Um, I yeah, so I just
1: I, want to interrupt so. and say, I no, really no, like that idea.
2: Yeah. yeah like why not? What's you know, like who cares? Like it, it's, it would make tr- the trade deadline so much more interesting and varied Mm-hmm. Um, it would like allow for way more trades to happen because you wouldn't have to have all this bullshit. It would allow like layman NBA fans to talk about trades more freely without like cap dorks like myself and probably as other two here being like, oh, yeah. well, actually, you can trade those because those contracts don't match. Like it would put the ESPN trade machine out of business. But other than that, I really don't see the uh, downside to it. Um Still, so yeah, he's kind of like a pawn being thrown into that. So it's like, I don't really give. like I feel like Masai is like a cool enough guy that when they were acquiring um, Drogic, they were like, hey man, we just don't want any problems. Like we, we aren't really necessarily going to use you. So if he was like kind of giving a bad vibe in the locker room, which is kind of just understandable to not give the 100% of a cool vibe all the time when that's happening, when you don't really mm-hmm. want to be there. They just told him to like, sorry,
1: it's 37 as well. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know? he's like basically retired. This is like his like last chance to do something fun. Uh, and he's like in a team where he's there for a contract. It's not ideal. So him leaving, I don't really care if he's uh, if he's gone. Uh, for all-time uh, villain, I mean, I don't really hate him anymore, but my all-time villain is still going to be Tracy McGrady. Um, Ooh, I like this. It is because he like really kind of strung around the actors a little bit. But really, because I don't know if either of you two remember this or if this was just like, ha- ha- I happened to see this photo every time I went to the Air Canada Center after he got traded. And it was this picture of Trace McGrady that was on the stairwell on the way out of the stadium. You would go and leave and it was covered in spit. Like, just crushed oh tra- in spit. And it's so funny. So like, that is like the most healed thing ever. That's like Grotty Piper shit. So uh, wow. that's that's my pick
1: um great points and huge observation you went straight into like the drunk fan's mind you're like listen whatever people want to say there's only one poster in the stairwell covered (laughs) in spit
2: so i was bummed i think it's i think it's been gone for like 10 years but like i was it was there for way longer than it should for a guy who left on bad terms and wasn't there very long and i think it's because the, the staff had to know what was going on with this photo so yeah just keep it up forever
1: that's great Um, that's like a, that's a little like ACC Scotiabank nugget. That is both like super gross and also like (laughs) amazing. Uh, agreed on all the, all the tragic points. Like I feel, you know, this idea of someone kind of like playing ball is fair, but there's like, there's certain limits to it. Like there's, you know, the way the NBA works now in, you know, the player empowerment era, and just in general, like, he, he was traded in such a way that why would he respect this process? Like, obviously, he has a contract, so, you know, he didn't go out of his way to, like, be a jerk. Like, he didn't try to force things. Um, and he also didn't really want to play in Toronto. And I think that is, yeah, it doesn't really put him in villain territory for me. I think what I really started, the reason I really started thinking about this was because, Uh, Brooklyn has slid all the way down to eighth place and for them to pick up Dragic, like we have a back to back against Brooklyn, I think early March.
2: Yeah, that's cool. If you want to boo Dragic, by all means, go and do that. I'm not saying don't hate on Dragic. Oh, yeah. it's It's a fun thing to hate on Dragic. So I get it. Do it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. For for the sake of fun. But yeah, like he's also not he's not going to be this storied villain for, for Raptors fans. He's not like, oh, man, we could have had McGrady and like Vince or whatever. But McGrady wanted to leave. And he's too
2: inconsequential. It's like an yeah. assistant coach not wanting to come to Toronto. It's like, who cares? you know?
1: Yeah. New villain, Chris Finch.
3: <laughs> um, There's also just better players on Brooklyn to boo. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't think he's even like top three on players. You would boo in Brooklyn during that series.
1: A hundred percent. Okay. So yeah, if, if Philip, that's a kind of a perfect segue. Like, like to your uh, ethos, you're, you're down to boo a bunch of people. <laughs> um, where are you at with Goran? And also like, you know, just like, who, who's your raptor Raptors villain?
3: Yeah. I'd probably just echo everything Matt said. I feel like he's such a footnote in like the Raptors season. Like even really, when they, well, yeah, yeah. Like, when they acquired him, everyone was just kind of like, oh, neat. Like, no one was expecting him to come here. <laughs> no one was excited he was here, including himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays, like, what, five games? Like, I, I, it's yeah. it's going to be a guy that even, like, three years from now, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, remember when he was a Raptor briefly? Like
1: Yeah, he's, a, he's think... a trivia question for sure. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Like, he's he's up there with the all-time. Like, did you know this player played for this team? And it's like, what, really? Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, as far <laughs> like as... Like, Marion. When yeah Sean exactly
2: play the yeah
3: like those guys that you're like you see them in a different jersey and you're like that's photoshop absolutely Like <laughs> there's no <laughs> tony way tony
1: like... parker on charlotte
3: oh, oh wow damn. yeah <laughs> um but yeah like as far as all-time villains go this one i spent a lot of time going back and forth with because i'm like man i don't know if toronto has like a villain the way some teams do mm-hmm. because like as like as a big like as you mentioned off the top, as a big hockey fan and a Leafs fan, I'm like, I don't think Toronto hates anyone the way the New York Islanders hate John Tavares. Like that sort of <laughs> right. thing. Like I don't think there's that. Or even like soccer, like the way like Barcelona hates Luis Vigo. Mm-hmm. Um like just for He's a too long- sexy. He's too hairy, he's too sexy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just yeah, for a long time the Raptors were just like you couldn't really blame players like Vince or Tracy or Bosch for leaving. Like, even though, like, you can make the arguments like, oh, the team was always on the swing up, and then these players leaving kind right. of drag them back down. Um, I don't I blame ha- them for hating TSN. TSN oh, is the gosh. worst. It's all hockey. They were right. <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Like, for a long time up until recently, Toronto just wasn't a destination at all. Like, one, it's in Canada. Two, for a long time, no one gave a shit about the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, including the media, and it was like, yeah, can you really blame these players for leaving? Um, if I had to pick someone, I was originally going to say Vince, but after learning about that spit wall, I want to hard pivot over <laughs> <laughs> to Tracy, because, oh, that's like, again, that's some like European soccer fan type fashion of like, yeah, we keep this poster up just to spit on it. <laughs> we hate it.
1: Uh, t- yeah, t- t- Mac too, and also I feel like, more than anyone, T-Mac, is, he's got to be the ultimate, like, what could have been as yes. far as, like, was a Raptor, went on to do much, much greater things after being a Raptor. You know, p- perhaps there are there's other guys. Like, you know, Vince still did a lot of stuff after being a Raptor, but,
2: yeah. I mean, the no team one... was wicked after McGrady left for nothing, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, they were one of the best teams in the East, even without McGrady.
1: Yeah, I think it was – I'm not sure if the 47-win team was the year after that, but it was, I think it was – Close the one too. where they
2: played uh, Iverson in the playoffs. That was the year after McGrady left.
1: Yeah, I mean, can you imagine, like, you know, Vince and McGrady in that series would have been... McGrady
2: getting the Corliss-Williamson minutes probably would have been an upgrade, you know? <laughs> well,
1: yeah, it would have been pretty <laughs> decent. Okay, um, McGrady's a good answer. I, I feel like I always have to just chime in with, uh, like, anytime there's, like, Raptors Villain stuff, with Hito Turkaloo. Um, oh, yeah. Got he just... Choice. I've never seen a player that, that like, you know, we, we were just talking about like tragic, right? Like at the end of the day, he was like as professional as he needed to be. I can't remember ever seeing a Raptor show up and have like immediate disdain for the, his situation and the city. And he signed here. Yeah. Like he didn't, you know what I mean? Like It wasn't like he got traded here and then it was like, he didn't want to be here. And it's like an Alonzo morning sort of type deal. Like he, chose to sign with the Raptors over the Portland Trail Blazers for, I think a difference of like $2 million or something like not, you know, substantial obviously, but for an NBA player, perhaps not that big. So really he was trying to max out his, you know, his payday. And then I think that, that was the end of the, that was the end of his interest in Toronto. They were the team that would pay him and we did. And yeah, he didn't really contribute much to the team. And obviously he Sorry. Famous moment. So he just has the famous moment with Jack Armstrong where he just said ball in a post-game interview. Uh and it was really funny, but really weird. And I don't feel for Jack a lot, but I felt for him in that moment. <laughs> Why don't you feel for Jack? Uh well, I guess he I just feel like he's clowning around. So I'm like, all right, you know, his life's you got so an egg nice. On his face, be like, if you got an egg on his face, you know, he'd be like Hey, check out this egg, and we'd be like, "This guy's awesome." Um, (laughs) That is
2: true. That is true.
1: But what were you gonna say, McCready, about uh, Hido? Oh, did he ever do anything after he left Toronto?
2: Like, was he ever? I don't think he did. Right? Like, that was like basically the end of his career, right?
1: I think, yeah, I think he kind of cashed out um, and didn't do much. I'm just gonna Google him quickly, but you know, yeah, he. he, Let's just see here quickly. Yeah, he played
3: years with Orlando after.
1: Yeah, he I think after the Raptors he had two seasons where he averaged more than ten points. Um and had you know, I guess shot okay from three and and okay from the field, like but that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Uh so you know, not too much. Um but uh yeah, let's move on and uh Philippe, I'm gonna go to you on this one. But uh yeah, uh the Raptors are five games up of 500. They are seventh in the East, uh, just a half game behind Boston, six in the East and two games up on Brooklyn and 25 games left. What are you like expecting to happen? Like how do you think it's going to play out?
3: Yeah. Um, this Raptors team has been a lot of fun this year. Cause it's kind of felt like playing with house money. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people were expecting them to be a lottery team again. And now here they are contending mm-hmm. uh, to get into the playoffs. I'm, very anxious about the rest of the season this may just be the sports fan pessimist in me but like the other day because i feel like every time you watch a broadcast nowadays they're talking about like the minutes that fred and uh siak Mm -hmm. are playing and stuff and i was like how many minutes are they playing exactly and they're the raptors have like three guys i think that are top five in the league in minutes per game Mm -hmm. and all five of their starters are like in the top 25 i think and i was like oh this this is a team ready to burn out like i'm scared (laughs) that this is a team that's like this, you see it all the time in sports. And like, even the championship year, the Raptors whole thing was like load management, load management. Uh, let's rest our stars because none of this matters until the playoffs. Right. Uh, and nowadays it seems like, oh no, we're just burning through our all five of our starters. Like, I think I saw Steph Curry and Giannis and guys like that are all averaging less minutes than our entire starting lineup. Uh, every single one of them. So it's like, oh, you have a fresh superstar going up against a tired full roster. Like, that that makes me nervous. That's that said, I'm I'm hopeful about what the team is going to be going forward. It's like I said off the top, it's a very fun team. Uh, I'll say I was completely wrong about Scotty Barnes. I hated that pick at the time, and then I went to a game and just to get to like see the full like live experience, like see him on both ends of the field, and I was like, oh, this guy the field, the court, and I was like, this guy rules. <laughs> this guy's got yeah. so much energy every single play. He's such a firecracker, and I think that's. Hopefully that energy can keep the steam with these heavy minutes.
1: Yeah. G- great points. You know, I think like, I, I think particularly people who've watched sports a lot know that burnout you're talking about. And you, you know, it, it was almost frustrating. I think it was a, uh, um, will Lou who asked nurse, like, I don't know if it was like a facetious question, but it was kind of like, it, it got the desired answer. Cause he said, what are the superstars? think about playing big minutes and it kind of opened the door for nurse to take a couple different directions, but he went with the direction of like, they love it. They wouldn't change it, which, you know, I think for any superstar big time player who's really competitive, that's sort of like the given like players are, 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 you know, trained to be ready at all times. You know, you, 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 you see like a guy like Gary Trent in interviews, he's been talking about how he's worked up to this, specific, you know, role and moment in life, his whole life. So, you know, he came into the NBA and was behind guys like Lillard and McCollum. And now he's like, no, wait, I'm them. So I'm going to show you why you can't take me off the court. Cause like, like, I I mean, I'm not saying he is them, but like, that's what he doesn't want to like give any minutes to Svee or like, you know, Champagne or whatever. Like he doesn't care about their development necessarily. So, I, I too, I think that's a big, big, there's a big, big chance for burnout. You know, uh, one, one joke I saw on Twitter was that Fred Van Vliet looked tired in the all-star game <laughs> and I thought he did. I thought I was, yeah, like, I was he like, really do- did. for a guy who's like his first time, I was like, man, he does. He looks like he doesn't really want to run around that much.
2: Oh, like, um, like LaMelo played, like he had electrodes in his sneakers. Like he was <laughs> like running like a maniac and totally. Fred, Fred never got out of a jog. <laughs> no, time. he
1: didn't. Yeah, Fred was like like obviously, you know, he's that is that new person trying not to impose himself, but like at the same time like, you know, impose yourself a bit. Um <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I I think that's uh you know, that's a thing we're going to have to watch for the rest of the season like uh obviously I've been watching Nurse's minutes like you the the entire season and to his credit, the last 4 games have featured nine or more guys playing substantial minutes. But It could be a too little, too late scenario, and I think going forward, we yeah he has to play nine or ten guys, substantial minutes if we're going to save Fred uh, and and Pascal, and I'll I'll even throw in OG whose shooting numbers have really really dropped. uh, As he looks
2: tired, he looks gassed. Right, the beginning of games, he looks
1: tired. He does, yeah, and I mean you know he's guarding all the best players on the team, and you know carries such an offensive load, Uh, big players
2: too. Like huge, huge.
1: Yeah, yeah, like Jokic and, like, Damar or whatever. Um, yeah, where, where, where are you at, McCready? Like, what's the – what the last 25 games, what should fans expect? Like, you know, burnout, I think, is a potential, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, hopefully Thad helps a lot with that, you know? Like, I think Thad mm-hmm. – a lot of people are like, oh, Thad's superfluous for what the Raptors do. And it's like, yeah, but they are – doing that too much to their <laughs> players like get a new guy who can like slot into those minutes so it's like i, I thought it was a a worthwhile trade i think people who hated that trade <laughs> didn't look at it very hard mm-hmm. um moving back 11 spots in the draft is fine by me um agreed i'm like what is uh, everyone saying a pretty blah draft who knows maybe we'll bite him in the butt who knows um but uh yeah i mean i remember um uh, when Lenny Wilkins took over the team, uh, to let's, let's have a lemon tree moment uh, amongst ourselves to bring back the Simpsons for the ninth time in this podcast. Um, you know, like when, uh, when uh, Lenny Wilkins took over, he like played Vince so many minutes. And I remember they asked Butch Carter about it and he's the former coach. So he's going to have yeah. salt in his, uh, speech regardless. Uh, but, uh, he said, you know, you don't, uh, You don't uh, something along the lines of like you don't use your your uh, race car as like a plow horse, you know, like you Mm. got to give some space to these players. And I'm I'm less worried about this year and more worried about long term ramifications of playing the guy so hard, especially when it comes to like Scotty, who is also significantly slowed down. Mm-hmm. um in the last couple of weeks uh rookie walls i'm sure part of it but i mean the, you know uh nurse is adding more bricks to that wall you know it's hard to <laughs> jump over a 19 foot tall wall um yeah and i mean the raptors coming out of the all-star break which was so dearly needed a fucking week off for these guys oh my god but they have Absolutely. seven games in 10 days which oh, wow. seems like a typo and i i read it and then i looked it up and then right be- before the episode, I looked it up again to make sure it wasn't wrong. Uh, but it's because they're making up those COVID games from earlier in the year. Uh, so that they need to space guys out during this stretch. If anything, I wouldn't be surprised if guys get rest in certain mm-hmm. games throughout this next next dress for that reason. I think I think Fred could have maybe played leading up to the All-Star game, but I think they wanted to just shut him down for as much as possible.
1: Right. Um yeah, no, I think I think those are th- th- those are really fair points, and like, what I, I agree with you too on, on, on Thaddeus. And it also seems like this this a big part of this team's identity is like su- being superfluous and being redundant. Uh, you know, at least for now. So, yeah, they're leaning into that, and hopefully Thaddeus is a guy that Nurse can trust, um, since we know there's some trust issues there. You hopefully he's a guy you can kind of come in and and spell some minutes for. A bunch of people, and and also give some organization to to the bench. I'll also add, I feel like a big thing I'm expecting for this, you know, end of the season, and hoping for really is some kind of like more more continuity with the bench, and I think that's sort of what's going to make this team a more robust kind of like winning, you know, organization at least at this point because. Whether it's Flynn or Svee or, or Champagne or Utah, you got to have a couple of these guys that are coming into the game and not looking at the bench every time a whistle's blown, thinking that they're getting yanked. Uh, Utah also,
2: is especially strange, you know? Yeah. Like he's exactly the type of player that can fill in for those guys. And he's also the best shot blocker on the team. And he's shooting 44% on corner threes. It's like, why aren't you just playing this guy? Like, just put him <laughs> out there.
1: And, and, yeah, and, and also, like, that's got to be a, I mean, stay ready or whatever, right? But that's got to be a pretty big blow to your confidence for a guy like Utah to, to to get COVID, essentially, and then come back, get two games after COVID where you get to play and then get benched for, like, yeah. 15 straight games. Like, that's got to suck. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. he Like, it seems like we've kind of, like, made the deliberate effort to integrate Birch. So, yeah, I'm hoping that after Birch, Precious, Boucher, Young, one of the other guys that can shoot gets to play on on a regular basis. Hopefully. uh, Yeah, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Like, maybe we'll just try and, like, you know, drag race to the end of the season and get injured. Uh, I hope that's not what happens, but uh, it's definitely – on the table, like, you know, these these sports metrics, like, they, they don't lie, right? So, um, but uh, let's keep this baby moving. Let's talk some NBA. Maddie D, good sir. Uh, I want you to come in, but before you do that, please give us uh, the most delicious, weird, Adam Silver sounding, foghorn sting. National Basketball, Basketball Association.
0: Association. Oh. NBA this is adam silver
1: thank you (laughs) is he in the convoy now
0: (laughs) Uh, oh my god
1: (laughs) yeah hey silver's a private donor to the convoy Uh no but that's like in all fairness american coverage of the convoy has been really good Um, (laughs) but uh Okay, let's uh, let's talk some NBA uh, after some some nice timely uh, convoy burns. I feel like um, let's uh, let's start with you, Philippe. Um, and I want you to like I, don't worry too much about the word broken, but just like add something that's going to make the event better. So Saturday night was, I think, largely a bust in a lot of people's eyes. I I feel like I do always have to say though, every time there's a dunk off, it's like the world collectively forgets how hard it is to dunk. It's kind of like watching the hundred meter race being like, Oh, that's weird. He didn't get a world record again. Huh? (laughs) And you know, it's just an elite athletic thing. And you know, if you're doing Jordan or Irving or Wilkins dunks, people don't care anymore. So you have to be like that above and beyond. Um, But I will say, I think it was a not great Saturday night. Shout out to towns. Uh, who was amazing. Um, But yeah, pick one of the events that you think could be improved and tell me what you'd do with it.
3: Yeah. I think you kind of uh, led me right into what I wanted to say of, I think the, the dunk contest is, is very broken for a lot of the reasons you just said, and that we've kind of, we've hit a wall of what's possible for like humans (laughs) to achieve. And the, the hundred meter dash is a great example. Like I remember, um, when Usain Bolt was, like, breaking records, a lot of people were, like, oh, humans shouldn't be able to run this fast. Like, he's, he's like, genetically a freak, and he's, like, doing this, like, we're going to hit a wall very soon of, like, just reaching 100-meter dash records that will just never be broken. And, like, we saw it with skateboarding, too. Like, after Tony Hawk did the 900, for many years after that, everyone was, like, well, that's that's it. That's the most spins a person can do. Uh, yeah. Some people have broken it since, but it's often, like, small children that don't have the, the same... <laughs> Wind resistance or weight (laughs) exactly.
2: They are the future, my friend.
3: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I feel like the dunk contest has kind of reached a point, uh, like you said, of, like, we've seen uh, dunking from the free throw line. We've seen the 360s. We've seen the windmills. We've seen the between the legs. It's like I I was just trying to figure out, like, oh, how do we fix this? And I feel like it just needs a hard pivot. I don't know if there is a way to fix it. Like, part of me was like, oh, maybe we Maybe it's like a pre-recorded thing, and you do something like the, like you just do crazy elaborate things because then we don't have to watch through all the failures. Uh, but then that takes away from the excitement of it being like a live event and like the fans mm-hmm. and attendance. Um, just, but just in general, like all-star festivities in general, have been very, and I feel like most people agree with this, but have been very like boring for a long time now because like all-star games used to be a case of like. Oh, we get to see all these players for the first time because usually you only get to watch your home team. But now with like every game on demand, if if you want to watch Steph or if you want to watch Giannis, you can you can watch them. Like it's it's kind of lost some of its luster. So I think a hard pivot into like especially with the dunk contest of doing some like just get wild with it. Like get like the dude perfect and jackass guys on boards and be like we're gonna we're gonna screw around <laughs> we're gonna screw around and not take this seriously and be real dumb with it and just do some some wild, wacky shit, and have some fun, uh, turn it into less of a like athletic feat and more of an entertainment feat, I'd say.
1: Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville, and this is me getting dunked on and falling into <laughs> a pit of bees. <laughs> <laughs> like you would tune in to watch that. You I, would, I,
2: would. Um, I would have also... loved if at the 75th anniversary if they just released bees onto all the
1: old-timer <laughs> NBA <laughs> players. <Yeah. laughs> and kids dunking. I feel like I heard that idea in there. Oh, um, absolutely. We're <laughs> throw on the ball courts. Yeah, just throw a kid at the rim and, and uh, tell him to finish. Um, let's go to you, Duncan. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I want to see what you know. What, what's your event and how you fixing it?
0: <laughs> well, I feel like maybe we are. We're all going to pick the dunk contest because I, I I can't think of anything else that needs to be fixed more than that. It was embarrassing. I oh. think that it should be scrapped if it doesn't oh. improve. It should be gone, and this is wow. what they should do cut out all the goofy shit putting on the timberland all this goofy shit you don't have to reinvent the wheel or do a, a tony hawk 1080 or whatever just dunk hard dunk hard try hard just just friggin' do it and here's the other thing <laughs> Just normal to- <laughs>
3: dunks. <laughs> normal dunks, but with like what Normal like, ducks bags at the
0: bar? Break that no goddamn hits. backboard. I want that thing shattered. <laughs> I want a, a sweeping crew for all the broken fiberglass. But you know what I'd also like to see? There's two things I'd like to see to make, make the whole All-Star event a little more exciting. One, I want to see LeBron in the dunk before he retires. He's never done it. I, if I'm, uh, is that You're true? Correct. Yeah, I'm You're right. correct. You're right. He's never done it. Get more stars to do it. They don't have to do anything crazy. But like, even if we got like a, a little guy, uh, like point guard point, if it were like, we got Steph, we got Fred, they're jumping on trampolines, you know, like, <laughs> now it's going. I said not to be goofy. It's getting goofy again. Uh, <laughs> but the other thing I would like to say, sorry, the, the last thing I'll say is that I would like instead of them picking teams, I just want two teams and it's chip or no chip. So for the whole weekend, oh, like chip versus no chip. And then they're going to, you know, I feel like they're going to go into the rest of the season with a, you know, a little more gusto in their game. Uh,
1: okay. I love it. I feel like the the main takeaways from that is breakable glass, uh, regular dunks. And uh, if you didn't win a championship, shame on you. <laughs>
2: Okay, I uh, love that answer from Maddie D. For those who aren't watching the, the video, uh, he was in a hot tub smoking three cigars as he <laughs> was uh, backpedaling on his own ideas, uh, <laughs> screaming no shenanigans, and then wanting
1: Fred Bambleed on a trampoline. <laughs> no, no props needed, but bring in the blimp. <laughs> um, yeah, just just Maddie D and James Worthy like smoking cigars and going off. Okay, uh, McCready, what's your uh What's your event and uh, like what's the fix? I'm going to go against the grain here and
2: say we need to fix the dunk competition. you uh, <laughs> uh, Just taking some ideas that I kind of like heard from. Uh, I like the idea of Philippe uh, or, and, and children being involved. So like maybe like they could just dunk children uh, through <laughs> the rim or like really heavy medicine balls. Like they get props that they have to use uh, mm. to dunk um this isn't actual anything i'd want to see because i don't really know how to fix it uh but like maybe um like um paintball to take the jackass ideas like there's they're getting shot they have to get to the the rim be the first person to get to the rim uh, wins or whatever um but i think like honestly one thing that they should just do is take the elam ending from the all-star game and put it in the regular season it's so fucking fun Uh, the audience is like on their feet. It's so much. It'd be imagine if every game ended in a game winner, instead of like a series of free throws where everyone relaxes before the game is over. Uh, it'd be so much more reason to watch the rest of the game. Uh, even in a blowout, you would still watch. So, uh, that's, that's my real answer from that is take the Elam ending, try it on the regular season. If it works there, take it to the playoffs.
1: I mean, I think the Elam ending is like, uh, was this the second time or third time?
2: Uh, it's hard to remember. I guess it's the third. Do they do in the COVID season? Probably. Right. I, I remember when Lowry did. did in the first time.
1: Yeah. Well, but anyways, I, to me, it's three for three. And I think it's a good example of often, you know, there's a resistance to try new things and there shouldn't be, you know, especially not with all-star like we shouldn't be too sacred with things because the Elam ending fully works. The players love it. The fans love it. Um, I will also uh, say the dunk off, and I will add that I actually, besides besides the fact that it was an hour long, I did like the skills challenge, like how it was broken up. I just think next time explain it to the people playing it, and you'll be in a better better position. But my uh, my dunk off thing is sort of, I think they really just got to like find a way to cut the the like you know, part of the night when the momentum fully stops and someone is tired and trying to dunk or doing a bit, that's not working. And I think you can do that by saying three attempts, period, end of story. If you jump, that's an attempt. Um, Just give it it, like
2: one minute. You have one minute to do the dunk.
1: Yeah. And it's like a hard minute, like when your name's called. So if you, if you have a bit, that's part of the minute. (laughs) um so it's like make your bit count if you're if you know i always got a shout out uh john collins trying to jump over a replica Wright brothers plane and breaking the plane that's good stuff uh if he just did like like an
2: elbow drop onto the plane and didn't even try for a dunk (laughs) that would have been the best
1: that would have been amazing um yeah so i mean for for me maybe like they they used to have six dunkers so i wouldn't mind six dunkers but off the top they only get two dunks each uh, as opposed to like each getting three and yeah, it's just, it's just slow, um, you know, and look at the three point competition, which is sort of like bulletproof, right. It's take some of the stuff from that, where the, the rhythm and the flow, like even you know, if people underperform like Fred or overperform perhaps like towns, it's good. Like, it's just a drama building event. And make but, it the um, main event. That also, I think is, is, is people have been calling that for a while. And as the biggest stars, Um, And, you know, Matt, to your point, uh, Duncan, there's this weird trend that I I don't know how I feel about it. But like at some point, the biggest stars decided that if they enter the dunk contest, they're taking money away from guys like Obi Toppin. So I kind of get that. But also I want to see in there. We never saw Wiggins. I want to see Ant-Man like it's it's weird that the best dunkers don't go in. Right.
2: Also, if LeBron doesn't want to take away money from Obi Toppin sign a smaller contract. (laughs) Fair. That's a bullshit. Yeah.
1: Fair. Um, Okay. Let's uh, yeah. Let's just wrap this up with this last question. We'll kind of go like a little bit lightning round here, but um, Philippe, what was your weirdest moment? Uh, I mean, a lot of, a lot of weird moments. What was the weirdest moment of the NBA all-star weekend? Uh,
3: I kind of hinted at this with my previous answer, but the fact it exists at all. <laughs> like, I, I don't think anyone, including most of the players, truly, really, really enjoy it as much more than like, uh, like, oh, that's neat. Um, I bet if you did an anonymous poll, a bunch of the players would be like, hey, I just, I'd rather have four days off to spend with my family or go with my pals or just relax and stuff. Um, I've, I've been very pro abolish all-star games across all the sports for a while. I know in the NHL players constantly, uh, get injured before in heavy air quotes. Get injured before the All Star game to the point where the NHL had to like impose a penalty that like if <laughs> if you don't attend the All Star game for for illegitimate reasons, then you you face like like a game suspension.
0: Yeah, uh, that like Ove- happened to Ovechkin, didn't it?
3: Yeah, Ovechkin, and then yeah. this year he got COVID just before the All Star, <laughs> which is very convenient. Uh, but. It's stuff like that. And then, like, baseball, ever since the All-Star game didn't count uh, for home uh, home field advantage in the playoffs anymore, uh, it's been meaningless. Like, it's been total, it's been a farce. And the Pro Bowl in football is the worst of all. It's nothing. And I think basketball is the same. Like, you see seen guys like Fred barely trying. Why bother? Why are we wasting our time? <laughs> Give those guys a few days off.
1: Whoa, well, there's a whole all-star takedown. I mean, (laughs) I I, I agree with a lot of it, to be honest. Um, I do think it's sort of for, like, more casual fans. But also, you know, yeah, good points. Uh, What's your, like, weirdest moment from the weekend, McCready? Uh,
2: I think just, like, Rodman, just in general. Yes. Kind of, like, wandering around (laughs) and just doing his own thing on the court during the 75 thing, just talking to LeBron and LeBron being like, to, uh, LeBron looked like his weird uncle approached him for a very long conversation at his wedding uh, as uh, as he came up to him, So, yeah, I guess just Rodman. I don't know. I, I guess maybe the weirdest thing is uh, Philippe's irrational hatred of the all star game uh, <laughs> and uh, looked like good time that a lot of people have watching the show. Uh, but I, I get what he's saying. He's making good points. But um, mm-hmm. like my girlfriend's a casual fan and she loved watching the all star game. So I see right. the uh, casual side of uh, the enjoyment as well.
1: Uh well, mine is um is the weird Steph Curry Aisha Curry game show. Uh, <laughs> is it bad? Uh, well, it was like they did this whole promo thing for it, but the uh, main like announcer like wouldn't look at them in the eye, uh, look at them in the eye, or like talk to them directly. And then two chains came out uh, w- w- with his partner, and it was just everything was a little bit not fitting, uh, and it seemed like they crammed it in as far as the entertainment. But uh, yeah, that uh, that takes us to the end of the pod, guys. Um, I'll let you both go. But uh, before I do, uh, Philippe, what's up? What can you like uh, tell people about? Uh, where can they find you? Uh, what I you to listen to.
3: Yeah. For people not in Toronto, as uh, mentioned off the top, I'm on twitch.tv slash Philopo, F-O-L-O-P-O. Uh, myself and a couple other Toronto comedians have been streaming these mobile dating sims and they are, chaotic like every time we think we've reached the craziest plot twist it's even crazier we went into them thinking like oh it's going to be uh we go on a date we have sex with someone that we marry them and it's just going to be bad writing it is chaotic writing like the (laughs) the most insane things happen and it's been the most fun so we'd love to have you join us there sundays at 9 p.m is when we've been doing them
1: cool yeah definitely check it out it's really weird and it's really funny um (laughs) What's up, McCready? Uh, You know, I know Beer Beer's Back. uh, Beer Beer's Back. Biggest improv tournament
2: in the world. Improv tournament. Yeah, and I mean, Freddie called me one of the best producers in the city, which is very kind for him to say. Uh, But yeah, I like those shows, but I really want to plug this cool new – Immersive experience that I'm putting on in uh, Moss Park. Uh, we're reenacting uh, Monsters University. Uh, I'll be playing <laughs> Billy Crystal's character of Eyeball Man. Um, it's happening Easter weekend, uh, 3.33 a.m. until about 6 a.m. Um, <laughs> each night of, or, or morning of the Easter weekend. Uh, well, we'll be up all night. Um, and so will most of the people around the Moss Park area. If you want to come by, it's uh, free of charge, um, but you need to get stamped. Uh, Don't ask any questions what stamping is. It's uncomfortable, uh, but it is worth it. So come on down. Moss Park, uh, Jarvis and Queen uh, corner at the beginning, at the very least.
1: I I hope that you are actually there for anyone who does decide to come. (laughs) Um,
2: There's
3: only like a 50% chance that was a joke. Like (laughs) it it could go either way. Also, 3.30
1: a.m. start time. Blessing. Um, Love it. Guys, that's, uh, that's the end of the pod. Thank you both so much. Thanks to everyone who's been listening and you know sharing and all that good stuff. We appreciate it. Follow these guys online and um, yeah, go see them do funny stuff. And again, thanks everybody.
2: Thanks for Th- having me, Freddie. Oh, no thanks problem.
1: No problem. Uh, happy to have you guys. Um, and, and yeah, Matty D, if you feel like we're done and we're good to go, please just give me those words. I crave so much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't scary at all <laughs> it was
2: scary in a different way
0: this podcast
2: has been brought to you by the sonar network
0: sonar